we've been thinking about how we face suffering and persecution, how we cope through the storms and trials of life, uh, whether that is the storms and trials that come because of our experience of uh, the horrors of living in a pandemic, uh, the loss of life and the loss of livelihood and the loss of, of freedoms that we have experienced over this time. We've talked about what it means to survive in the context of the suffering that we might face because of health, whether physical health or mental and emotional health. Uh, and we've talked about what it means to um, survive and to get through when we are being persecuted, falsely accused, bullied, whether in the workplace, the neighbourhood, sadly, even in the church. But in the context of that, and in the context of Habakkuk chapter 2, uh, I've been particularly reminded again of a, uh, of a phrase uh, that I heard somebody quote attributed to Mike Ovey. Mike Ovey was the principal at Oak Hill Theological College. He was my principal, my tutor in, in doctrine. And uh, sadly, he, he died unexpectedly just a couple of years ago. And one of the people writing a tribute to him said that as well as being this amazing theologian, he was also a wonderful pastor. And he talked about Mike's love and care for them as a family when they were going through suffering, uh, as they experienced the, the worry, anxiety of a, a child, a young child that was sadly terminally ill and spent a lot of time in hospital. And then the grief afterwards of losing a child. And they said that Mike had said to them, I don't just want to help you to survive through this. I want to help you to be holy in this. I don't want you to just survive your suffering. I want you to thrive in it, to learn to be holy, to be godly, in effect, to be conquerors who overcome. Habakkuk uh, 2 verse 4 says, look at the proud. They trust in themselves and their lives are crooked, but the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. Or better, uh, given that there's a contrast here, look at the proud, look at the self-righteous, they trust in themselves. Now, look at the righteous. They have faith in, they trust in God. And that is how they live. There are two ways to live. And those two ways to live are based on where your faith is, where your trust is. Uh, one way is this way described as crooked, life to the crooked, distorted, uh, off, going the wrong way, uh, likely to lead you astray and get you lost. Uh, 
and lives that are right and straight, righteous lives. And the difference is this. You either are proud and self-righteous, you believe in yourself, or you receive righteousness from God, you believe in him, you put your trust in Christ. That is the starting point, and dare I say the end point, for how not just to survive, but to learn to thrive, to be holy and godly and righteous through our suffering. And this is important. It's important to see that that is the purpose of coming to God's word. That is the responsibility of a pastor in a situation where we face suffering, not just to help us get through, not to fix it for us, not just to provide ease and comfort. Your pastor will want to bring comfort, reassurance, to be there for you as you struggle, as you experience frustration, sadness, anger, anxiety, to reassure you, to bring comfort when you are grieving, uh, but they will also have a greater concern, and the concern is this, uh, to help you be holy. Uh, because that's what God has called us to be, to be his holy people, to be distinct and different from the world around us. And to reflect his character, uh, his image in our lives. So first of all, knowing that that is the purpose, because God's plan is to use even our suffering, even the hardest and most difficult of circumstances for our good and for his glory. And then knowing how we do it is important too. How am I going to not just survive, but thrive? How am I going to be holy in this? Well, not by trying harder, exerting more effort, not through a list of do's and don'ts, but by putting my trust firmly in Jesus. Uh, that means that there has to be that point when you come to Christ and ask him to forgive your sin and to come into your life through the Holy Spirit, to believe in him for salvation. But it also means that for those of us that are believers in Jesus already, that we need our faith to be renewed. Uh, that phrase, uh, faith in Christ, uh, so faith in God, those that are the ones that have faith in God, could also uh, describe those who are faithful to God. Now, context means that I think that the the better translation is faith in God, contrasting faith or trust in oneself. But faithfulness to God arises out of faith in Christ. There's an expectation that believers will persevere. At the devil's aim through your suffering, through your hardship, through persecution, is to knock you off course, to uh, destroy your trust in God. But Christ's aim 
is that as you experience the struggles of life, you will cling more and more to him. The devil wants the storms of life to flatten the house of your life. Jesus wants you to know that that house can stand firm like the house built by a wise man on the rock. That those who hear and do Jesus's words are like that wise man. Is your life built on Christ? Is it rooted in his word? Are you learning day by day to cling on to Christ, to hold the things of this world more lightly, to know that they will perish and fade, but that Christ is eternal, that Christ is faithful, but that he will not lose you from his hand. Keep trusting him and depending on him. That is the way not just to survive, but to thrive in our suffering and learn to be holy.